0: good evening to you and yours it is Saturday October 30th the day before Halloween uh, 2021 20, in the year of our Lord um, your Purdue Boilermakers won a big game a sizable contest in Lincoln Nebraska and um, uh, this one uh, this one was important for a lot of reasons the interesting subtext coming in was the uh, kind of the the feeling, the general feeling of the Purdue fan base, I think was, um, uh, like a lot. I think I, I reflected the feelings of a lot of people. Um, we were, we had no momentum as a fan base. We didn't feel like, um, Purdue had capitalized on a really golden opportunity last week versus Wisconsin. And, um, I don't know. Like I said earlier, like I said in the pregame, it felt like a a bit of a gut punch last week. Quite a bit of a gut punch. So this week in Nebraska, um, Purdue faced a uh, a beleaguered uh, Nebraska team in Lincoln, and um, and Purdue came out ahead, twenty eight to twenty three, thanks to a couple things. First one, Aiden O'Connell uh, completed seventy five percent of his passes. He went thirty four of forty five for two hundred thirty three yards. Two touchdowns, no picks. Pretty darn good game. <clears throat> pretty noteworthy. Um, I've been hard on O'Connell. I will continue to be hard on O'Connell because he's kind of an incomplete quarterback. Brom believes in him, um, and that was that's a real positive to see him play that well on the road. Uh, pretty hostile environment, but it got really quiet in the uh, late in the third quarter. Purdue completely took them out of the game <clears throat> for many reasons, but. One of the big ones was, of course, Purdue had a, a couple drives where they just went right down the field. The play calling was very well done, but the um, Nebraska's defense—let's let's be real honest about it. Because I had somebody come at me in Twitter saying that uh, I've been uh, rough on the play calling. I've been rough on Brom, and I need to know when I uh, I should I should be positive. And I will say, Jeff Brom uh, and company did a great job in the third and the fourth quarter. They had Purdue's offense humming along. Purdue just kind of methodically marched down the field. A couple drives, they used a very effective running game. We saw King Doru, he finished with 17 carries. He led all boilers in rushing, uh, 74 yards. Um, we also saw Jackson Anthrop have a pretty solid rushing game, five rushes for 25 yards. Uh, Horvath, which this was a great surprise to see Horvath back. Um, Horvath uh, carried the ball 11 times, 24 yards had a couple really, really important runs, really important runs. Uh, I'm sorry about the lighting, but um, where it was just obvious how important he is as a back because he was hit in the backfield on, I think, one first down attempt where he pushed and bullied his way across uh, the first down. Another one, um, which a, a tough run, uh, kind of a impossibly tough run. He was hit by, well behind the line of scrimmage and then somehow got in the end zone. Uh, for for a very very important touchdown, I think the most important touchdown on the day. You could argue uh, this, but uh, Jalen Graham's pick six was huge. Uh, if I were giving out a game ball, that's my game ball, just because anytime you can have a defensive player score, especially two weeks in a row, it's a big deal. But Jalen Graham, uh, it was an awesome play. If you watch the replay, he was dropping and spying on Martinez. And he was just watching his eyes, and he knew Martinez's tendencies not to go through his progressions to lock in on guys. And he locked in on a player in the left side. Graham went up and got it, uh, made a great play, and then used his speed. Let's not forget, Graham was a safety before he was a linebacker. To me, that guy looks like an NFL player every time I see him play. Um, I'm just glad he's a Boilermaker. Hope we have another year with him, and I don't know if he'll uh, head out. Uh, of West Lafayette in the season it kind of depends on I guess how you know what scouts are saying but he's a big time player and he's going to be a pro some if it's not next year the year after um Martinez, let's 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 talk about this. I talked about this in the pregame this morning. I talked uh, that if you force him into to pass the ball, he'll make mistakes. And sure enough, when Purdue kind of just gave him a place where he had to drop back and pass, he started making big mistakes. That was a big difference maker for Purdue. Um, when Purdue looked like they were going to run away from it, part of the reason that that happened was uh, two more uh, interceptions on top of Graham's. You had a um, a pick by. Um, Allen, Cam Allen, had a, had a big pick. And then you had a really uh, a great play. ball was batted up in the air. And Jefferson uh, pulled down an interception. It felt like a lot like the Iowa game at that point. Like Purdue was just slamming the door. And I tweeted about that. Uh, brought some balance back into the world because that Wisconsin game was such a lousy second half. And this one, Purdue was down by three at, at the end of the first half and uh, kind of gutted out, grinded out a second half that was really, really solid football. And again... When Purdue wins, they seem to do it as a team. When they lose, they seem to lose as uh, a team. Today, you had the offense, the defense, and the play calling in the second half. All were there. All were very good. Before I continue any further, I want to do this. I want to make sure I thank our, our folks at uh, Martin Vintage, martinvintage.com, where you can get great Purdue t-shirts and are boiled at checkout for uh, for 15% off. Uh, AJ's, when you're in, on campus, uh, maybe next week uh, before the Michigan State game, um, uh, head over to AJ's. Get a get a pint. get a burger. Uh, watch some games, have some, I always say the mac and cheese bites, I like those, uh, but, but head over to AJ's, eatajs.com, and finally, our pal Derek, our, our pal Paul, at uh, Gridiron Metalworks, enter Boiled at checkout there, get a super unique gift for the person that's hard to shop for, and uh, if you enter Boiled, you get 15% off, that is uh, Gridiron metalworks.com those guys are those are great purdue uh fans great purdue families and friends of ours we're really glad to have them as sponsors you guys know that Uh, but let's let's dig a little bit deeper into some of the post game thoughts there were a couple bad things of course purdue really struggled really struggled on special teams Uh, i think there were two missed field goals Fennerin was 0 for 2 the first one he he uh pulled left the second one he pushed out right um and um uh, not not a good day for him, and he's trending really poorly too. I would say if we look at the uh, kind of the way Finneran and uh, how his season has gone, he was a lot more solid early in the season, and now he's shown some um, some some problems. Uh, it doesn't look like it's not curable, but it, it's awfully bad to see because field goal kicking is important, especially in close games. And Purdue's going to have uh, some; <laughs> they're playing some good teams coming up here, and uh, they're going to need him. Um, Let's see. Anything else of noteworthy? No, I, I'm kind of doing this off the cuff. Um, uh, I can't. I can't talk about this enough, though. Martinez. When you force the guy to pass, he's just not. He's not the quarterback that uh, I think Nebraska thinks he is, and Nebraska fans think he is. Funny thing is, everybody outside of Lincoln knows what Martinez is about. Great rusher, big strong athlete, bad passer. So today, when Nebraska was down, of course they had to start thinking about passing. Purdue effectively. Uh, put them in that position by being in the lead. He throws four picks. That's the story. That is the entire story. That's what I said this morning. If Purdue could force Nebraska into passing situations, um, they would, they would pay for it. Nebraska would. And sure enough, they did. Uh, they're running back, uh, Jakez Yant, um, Unusual name, but he looked like he was going to kind of bring Nebraska back into it almost by himself. On one drive, he just marched them down the field. He's a big, strong guy. He had six carries for 60 yards. But they really didn't have him as an integral part of the game plan, it seems. A couple interesting things. Uh, Karloftis was getting held all day again. It's what he does. It's kind of like a hobby for him, one that he doesn't uh, sign up for but one he has to deal with. Oh, hey, one more thing. Another sponsor. Head to BoiledSports.com. You're already here if you if you're watching the post game. Um, head to BoiledSports.com. Get a uh, pick up um, one of these glasses for Christmas for your for your favorite um, uh, uh, family member, friend, whatever. You're, you shouldn't have play favorites, but this is a way to show them they are your favorite. Um, we don't have a, a, a infinite number of glasses, so if you want one of these rocks glasses, right there. Uh, boiled sports store and uh, you can get some Christmas gifts there so other stuff outside of the, the rocks glasses. but um, Purdue improves to five and three. Nebraska falls to three and six. For the first time you're actually hearing people in Nebraska saying what we've all known all along that Scott Frost isn't that great of a coach. Um, Scott Frost I'd, I hope he stays at Nebraska forever. I think this is it for him. Nebraska has three I don't want to say impossible games ahead because Iowa showed some weakness today of course. Uh, But they've got uh, Ohio State, Wisconsin, then Iowa. Uh, Purdue uh, has four games left. And Purdue's path is pretty difficult, but it's not like theirs. Uh, Purdue, the next two weeks, uh, has some absolute mothers to deal with um, as they try to get that sixth win and become bowl eligible. So they've got four games to get one to get bowl eligible. I think they should shoot for two. To get solidly in the bowl and not go to Detroit, not go to New York City. Uh, it'd be great if they were in a warm climate. It'd be it'd be excellent if they could be in Florida. I don't know if that's possible. But they're going to have the Herculean task uh, next week of playing Michigan State. The kickoff time has not been announced yet. Michigan State, of course, beat Michigan earlier today by just kind of methodically beating up on, um, on Michigan's defense. The running game, of course, is excellent. They... Um, uh, They look like they have a legit Heisman contender, and I think he may have won the Heisman today just by that um, performance. After uh, Michigan State plays Purdue, I think they have um, a game versus someone that is, uh, let's see, yeah, don't look for the letdown from Michigan State if you're a Purdue fan just because Michigan State plays Maryland after Purdue. It's not like they have a big game, so they could kind of let down their guard to get ready for the big one. Uh, they've got uh, Purdue uh, in ross at ross and then they'll play Maryland. Um, I would expect Michigan State to continue to be rolling when they come into ross I wouldn't be at all surprised if they just cram the ball down Purdue's defensive throat uh, and uh, just try to muscle Purdue up. They're a very, very good offensive line, very, very good running back, um, solid quarterback, and their defense is very good, too. There's a reason they're, well, they're going to be top five now. Uh, they were eighth coming into the Michigan game. After that, Purdue will play Ohio State, another top five team. Then you've got Northwestern and IU. Uh, Northwestern, of course, this is kind of what Fitzgerald teams do every few years. They have a retool year. Seems like that's what this is for them. Uh, they've got three wins right now. And then IU, I think, also has, I think they have three wins, but Purdue will complete the season in a bucket game. Uh, IU is two, two and six. That's an amazingly disappointing season. For IU fans, of course. Uh, but for us as Purdue observers, we're pretty happy with <laughs> with that output. Uh, let's see. I'm going to read the comments, see if there's anything here, if there's any questions. If you guys have any questions, you can ask them right now in the comment section on the side. Um, yeah, Walker is terrifying. Todd Singer, I couldn't remember his name. Uh, Walker from Michigan State is terrifying. He is. He's the complete package. He's big, strong. He's fast enough in that second level that he can get away from guys. Um, first time ever a Michigan State uh, player had scored five touchdowns against Michigan was today. Actually, first time four, I think, was the stat they said and he scored five. Um, <clears throat> legit big time game for him versus Michigan. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, uh, one interesting thing we've got coming in the next two weeks, Purdue plays Northwestern in at Wrigley Field. Uh, pardon me, that's in three weeks. Um, and I'm sure some of you guys have tickets. Uh, that'll be an interesting and unusual venue. The last time uh Northwestern played at Wrigley field. They had a problem with the way the field was lined up, so they kept having to turn the field and they would go one way. so if there's an interception, they wait for the ball to be down and then they would spot the ball the other way so they'd go to the the area that was less dangerous, so you wouldn't have a player running into a brick wall. That's a good thing. but um they say they figured that out and they won't have that problem uh, in Wrigley field when Purdue plays Northwestern. Um, let's see. Yeah, Andrew Day says he needs one of these glasses. You're darn right you do, Andrew. Check that Boiled Sports store. Um, anyway, guys, girls, anyone who's uh, tuning in, appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we talked about doing a handsome hour. Uh, I don't think we could get everybody together. Uh, maybe we'll try to do a live one after Purdue upsets Michigan State or Ohio State. So I can dream, okay? Um, and um, But today, it's a that's a big game, and, and you heard me. I've been, I'll, I, I hope... Everyone who's listening out there knows that I, I'm nothing if I'm not fair. But I've been critical of Jeff Brom, and I've given him credit today. Jeff Brom did it, Jeff Braum did a great job. He had his Boilermakers ready, called a good game. Play calling was better. It was improved uh, versus Wisconsin. But I think the biggest problem with that is is that vaunted black shirt defense is not what it used to be, of course. Nebraska's defense is not very good at all. So, um, oh, that's a good question. Kevin Spry has, uh, has a good question. Thank you, Kevin. Um, Do you have any comments on the men's basketball scrimmage? Uh, Purdue lost in overtime to Providence on the road in a closed scrimmage, a uh, double secret scrimmage. And uh, I don't know if I have many comments at all. The one takeaway was I think Purdue went 10 or 11 deep. Um, So all the guys that that we've been talking about the depth, they all played, and I think they all played about 15 minutes. That's not a normal Matt Painter um, rotation type of game. I think he's going to be messing around with lineups, which he does early in the season anyway. Of course, in a scrimmage, he was he he did that. Um, uh, I don't I don't take too much away from this. I'm not bothered by it. I think I I I told everybody via Twitter it's okay, relax, everything's fine. Number one, it's a scrimmage. Number two, uh, there's a lot of basketball to be played. Uh, they haven't even gotten in the exhibition season yet, so I'm not worried or bothered by it. Um, I think these are nothing but positive win or lose, and I think it's good. It's a good thing. When your team loses, Painter probably has a ton he can go back to the team with and work on. It's almost like uh, Tom Izzo uses this to his um, uh, to his benefit with Michigan State. They play a good team early. They lose, and you see Michigan State kind of spool up and get sharpened. Uh, this isn't that. I, I'm not making this game, this scrimmage into that, but I am saying... Um, Matt Painter can say, hey guys, look, if you don't do it this way, this is what happens. A lot easier off a loss. And he can say, don't read all your press clippings. You're not as good as you think you are, and you've um, accomplished nothing. In fact, if I'm Matt Painter, I would say, hey guys, and I'm included in this as a coach, uh, a lot of people still remember what we did in the NCAA tournament. We have a lot of work to do to prove to people that we are what uh, some think we are. I, of course... Boiler Dowd back, out of character, not being Matt Painter. I think this is going to be a very successful season, and I am excited about watching Purdue, and um, I think it's the best best chance for Purdue to go to the Final Four. The best preseason chance for Purdue to go to the Final Four since the Hummel team, of course. Um, And I will say, you look at the Hummel team, uh, the Baby Boilers, you look at uh, Glenn Robinson's junior year, his final year on campus. And to me, the Three Amigos team in the in 89, I think, 88. I can't remember. Some of you guys could tell me what that was. Those teams in my lifetime are the ones that I have the most memory of, that those teams just seem to, the, to be li- uh, lined up to, be, to do big things in the postseason. Um, and this team has the same – they have more experience than any of those teams. Um, and on top of that, they've got more depth. Uh, I don't think we've ever seen anything like that as Purdue fans. So another question here, I believe. Um, that's a good question. Uh, Theodore uh, Berkey says, "How much should we raise to help extend Scott Frost?" I think everybody who is not a fan of Nebraska wants Scott Frost to stay. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So, um, and I, I, uh, I think I think all you guys should. Put your nickels together. I have to save it for for Christmas. I know you guys are all independently wealthy, so I'm going to have to pass on this. And um, just all I'm going to do is watch him kind of languish on the vine um, because they're in big trouble this season. And if they win one more, I'd be surprised. Winning one more puts them at four wins. Mercy, that's a disappointing season. One more point, one last point. Disappointing seasons. I don't think there's many teams in America. Maybe Clemson, of course. Clemson is incredibly disappointed their fan, fan base is very disappointed where they stand but IU fans are very disappointed remember that's a 17th ranked team in the pre in the preseason that now sits at two wins and they they have a little bit of what Purdue had a couple years ago obviously when Purdue had all the quarterbacks go down IU is now playing their third string quarterback the same quarterback that verbaled to Purdue and then Purdue got the commitment from another guy who didn't end up coming to Purdue and then he went to IU and so he's playing so good on him I guess but I hope he's having fun because um, being on a two win team is no fun at all. And um, it's tough. I mean, injuries are tough. We've talked about it all season here. Depth is a big deal. I, I, I'll give Jeff Braum a hard time, and I will continue to give him a hard time for not developing the depth that I think um, Purdue needs and needed. Um, and that's part of the reason when an injury happens, it absolutely crushes Purdue. It's part of the problem with uh um, developmental program, as we call it in basketball. But. Um, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's awfully tough when you lose your first two quarterbacks, as we found out a couple of years ago. Purdue ended up with four wins. I think IU will probably end up with three or four wins this year. It's tough medicine, but man, they were seventeenth in America to start the season. Purdue was not ranked the year they lost. Uh, they lost their two quarterbacks. Um, one more thing, uh, and I know we talked about it on the Handsome Hour. Boy, wasn't it nice to be ranked for that fourteen seconds? Man, I wish Purdue could get ranked again in football, but we're not going to see it this year. Um, Save a win next week or a win over Ohio State, I just don't think there's any chance. And even then, I don't know if Purdue belongs in there. Uh, Purdue has the ability to get up for games, and then um, I don't know what happened versus Wisconsin. I still am befuddled by that. I know that Wisconsin's a big, strong team. It's always a tough matchup for Purdue, but... um, It's tough to swallow still. I I don't mean to rain on everybody's parade. Good win today, though. Uh, Purdue improves to five wins and, uh, what, five and three on the season and um, is awfully close, awfully close to a bull. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks to everybody who's live. And uh, hope you have a a great evening tomorrow when you go trick-or-treating. Make sure if you get an apple, turn around and throw it back at that person's house. God bless you. Have a great day. Hammer down. We'll talk to you soon.